0: Welcome to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission at Mutiny Radio. It's a beautiful evening tonight, and soon we'll get to you. Uh, Wade Boyd and myself are here, and we'll be talking about good racing things. So uh, give us a few minutes, and we'll be right back with you. Rock on, rock on. Welcome to Racers Alley, Uh, I'm uh, here, Alex, and uh, with Wade Boyd as well, and... uh Welcome you all. We're here in the heart of the mission at Meetney Radio, and uh, beautiful day today. And uh, yeah, we're just sitting here having a little bit of a discussion. And uh, well, I guess start of today's topic would be, I mean, uh, how do you learn to start working on your own bike? And you know what happens? I mean, uh, you just don't learn overnight, you know. And uh, boy, you know, a lot of it I imagine to start with is trial and error, and uh, learning what tools to get. Uh, you know, you might of started at a shop first i mean there's a lot of different variables right wade yeah or, or friends
1: i got a roommate who just he's on his he's the second bike but he's calling it his first bike same kind of thing he doesn't know anything about it didn't know that the chain should be adjusted and here take a look at it and, and it's like dude your chain is totally rusted it's totally slacked out and don't go anywhere out of town don't go far on it and get yourself a new one And so, usually a friend will say something or whatever, or you might learn the hard way, or you'll go to a shop or something, and somebody will say, did you know
0: that something's wrong with your bike? Yeah, Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, usually, uh, like you mentioned, I mean, motorcyclists especially like to take care of each other, and... uh you'll be somewhere and someone will go hey man your tire is half inflated you might want to go look at that or you know uh, your chain and sprockets are really loose and you know a lot of times people don't exactly like you uh, come coming you know telling you what you need to do or whatever but I mean it's always a nice thing to have a little bit of help and uh you know as far as uh, myself I uh, obviously learned to ride on a DT 175 as I mentioned before but uh that never really gave me any problems you know as long as I put oil in the tank and you know every now and then a fresh plug that that 78 DT was a wonderful fucking bike you know I mean the worst I ever had was a flat and I learned how to it was close enough to a bicycle to learn how to change your you know the first thing I really did on on a bike was change tubes of the tires back then yeah because you know, that's yeah. that's what that was wouldn't bad
1: right this first thing went bad is you got a flat tire yeah and let alone you didn't know that they
0: wore out no they just went flat and exactly and then you know back then you patched them your bicycle patchwork. If you if you're lucky, you know. I mean, uh, tubes were money, and you know, you only had enough bitty Coke bottles to actually even get gas. You know, that's how you. Back in the day, I would actually collect all the Coca Cola bottles and get money for that, and that's how I paid for you know, fuel and stuff. You know, there were different opportunities. But uh, yeah. and
1: then you, in yeah. like say you got you're gonna change your tire or something or change that tube. You also learn that there's a special tool, tire irons, screwdrivers
0: really don't work so good. <laughs> That's how you learn. Yeah, exactly. I started with you know, the screwdriver oh, and more pinched often another tube. Out. Yep, got. I ran out of patches. You know, thing would get three patches every time I have to change the tire. To tire. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, right tools for the job. Back then, you know, we had the, uh, oh, at least I had the, you know, regular crescent wrench. You know, by Craftsman that would take off the rear axle and, uh, like. Yeah. You said, had screwdrivers for the rims, yeah, yeah and then, and
1: then the thing like friends helping you. Sometimes I was out on the Lost Coast with a bunch of friends, and Jeff Lillianstein was found him sitting there. He goes, yeah we're going to patch this tube. It's the wrong size." And blah blah blah. What you're going to patch it? I was actually on a mission. I had to get back because I had no lights. And <laughs> he's now my new fearless leader because he's got headlights and stuff. I was like, "How about? I tell you what, I'll trade you a brand new tube." For that one, you're gonna, you know, work on instead. So anyhow, I gave him a tube. He put, he put it in the. Uh, wheel real quick and away we went we made it to where we're supposed
0: to be no guesswork you know being a new tube and you can always patch the other tube if someone else got a flat again and you got home with the headlight and safely you know but it's nothing like new parts yeah always someone there to help you it's like yeah exactly you know it's uh tools you know uh friendship uh, especially when you don't know how to do something you know as you start to be a motorcyclist i mean you make friends who are motorcyclists and obviously uh someone will always have more uh, experience than others and uh, you know always there's there's always a mentor out there and that's i think uh... how you, how you get knowledge passed i mean uh, when i first started working on the bike like i mentioned uh, you know it was tubes and tires and uh, from there uh... one day i ended up with the ex-500 wrenched on that a little but it wasn't until uh... i really got into racing that uh... It became a necessity, you know, I mean, the first couple of times I took my bike to the dealer. And the reason I ended up learning to wrench myself was the the work that I got back on the motorcycle wasn't exactly uh, correct you know so i mean it's like i could do a better job than they did i just paid a 100 bucks for this and it's wrong you know so that's another reason why you kind of want to go and do your own thing you know uh, if you've ever been out there you know yeah, yeah. you ever been in a dealership that's, yeah that's
1: a that's a tough one yeah you you just really hope for the best those guys are professionals they supposedly know what they're doing um, usually they do but not always Any somebody you know it's possible to make mistakes but truly um, yeah. some yeah. bike shops do
0: get a bad reputation but you yeah. know the community is small, and I mean, in uh, a sense that uh, word goes fast. If there's a certain person or a certain entity out there that just is not really right for the community, you know, uh, it definitely goes out there. So that's another nice thing about motorcycling. If you find a bad mechanic, you know, people, especially with social media nowadays, it's it's very easy to to get a good word or a bad word, which is you know, nice on that respect. Yeah, you most know. who are driven by Yelp. Yeah. Same kind but, of thing. Yeah, well, it's like, the uh, Yelp is. Yeah, probably the least trustworthy. But, you know, like uh, now Defunct City Bike is now actually a, a, a web a, a web page so you can find City Bike there. And they're always a good magazine to read online because they're, they're going to give you a lot of good advice as far as, you know, who's good out there. Got a bunch of boys out in the in the, in the Bay Area who have shops, you know, like Lawrence over at LC Moto. You know, we got, uh, you know, uh truck drivers out there you know right. as far as one of our one of one of our sponsors here you know we got cc rider tow we have cycle tow you know there's there's a bunch of uh, shops out there uh, that you can definitely uh, read about online or hear about from uh, locals and uh, you know you always hear a good word uh, oh, yeah. one thing lucky about us here in the bay area we, we do have some very good shops out there yeah, and it's nice
1: of those guys to come save you if you're on the road or whatever uh, broken yeah it's really nice to have one of those guys come up and save you and go yeah i can get you out of here
0: and get you back so really nice service especially if you're out there on highway one out there near walinas or you know something like that and you know i've always seen you know you, you, you can check them out on the face of a book uh, both those guys uh, especially a uh, cycle toe he's always showing pictures out there in the middle of nowhere with a, you know some really nice bikes and if you're out there four hours out it really is nice to see a friendly face with a truck come to get you out of yeah. there, you know, instead of pushing it out would be a long time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of
1: you usually stop by with tools or this or that, or whatever. If it's fixable, you
0: can usually get your way out of there. Otherwise, you end up sticking your thumb out. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, bikes nowadays are pretty reliable. Every now and then, just one does something wrong where you can't go out. But like we were mentioned earlier, you know, how do you have tools? Used to be a time when all motorcycles actually came with a with a with a decent toolkit, meaning it's stamped to fit all the stuff on your bike. You know, I still have my R1 toolkit in the back, and yeah. I add stuff to it. You can you adjust
1: know? the chain. You can do your levers. You can do all the little stuff and it really does help and work even though most everybody collects another set of tools but you got to be able to do something on the road and be able to save yourself so learning about it the biggest thing i did most of the stuff that i play with i go buy a manual for it here's a manual when you have a question that's the first thing you go look at what does it tell you to do
0: what does the factory tell you to do yeah, I mean, there there is a time where uh, you know I just passed into that manual thing where it's like, holy moly, you mean I could read something and learn how to fix this bike? And sure enough, I mean, if you get into it, it's it's very important to have one of those. I mean, excuse me, a lot of people have those online nowadays, but I mean, the fact of the matter is um, you might not be online somewhere. You might be in a tent. It's always good to have the proper manual. Yeah. And it really does teach you how to... Take the whole bike apart, you know, yeah. top to bottom. And you nowadays,
1: so you got the manual, another one now with the Internet and all that stuff. If you go on YouTube and say, how does this work? There's usually somebody out there that has done. There's five people that will show you how to adjust your valves, your clutch, your this, your that. So you can just punch it in and somebody will
0: show you, look, here it yeah, is. It is quite incredible nowadays. You can go online and, you know, I mean, just like going to a doctor, watch three or five videos and you can make sure that, you know, all the uh, information is actually properly accurate. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great tutorial nowadays, which you, you really didn't have yeah, not so even 10 years ago. You're not as 15. afraid
1: to attack it because I just saw a dude do it on television. He told me how to do it. Okay. And you can just keep punching it back up, work your way through it. So, sort I do a bunch of homework that way on something. Well, ask them a question. Google knows everything, right?
0: Exactly. They'll
1: find the answer. (laughs) So, the information is pretty easy, and you can attack most anything and
0: keep your bike running and in good shape. Yeah, the, the saving money in the long run uh, also allows you to spend money riding. So it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. If your horse is happy, you're happy. Yeah. You know, I be mean, truly. They all need a little help here and there. The newer the bike, the less.
1: Maintenance help Whatever it really needs You have more riding time The older the bike the You might need a little more Maintenance and stuff And really old bikes A little, you know You really got to be on top of it To have what you really want Which is riding time
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, certain aero bikes, you just have to make sure you're within a, within a certain distance, kind of like your cars in a sense. You know, uh, wee bub stays in the city. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, like uh, pretty much don't take the, my antiques out of the city. Yeah, I got to be within a certain reasonable distance. And, you know, as far as, uh, you know, learning all this again, you're going to have your friends and you, there's going to be a time where you're just going to it's going to have to be a necessity here. You are sitting somewhere and sometimes, I mean, it. Depending on um, you know how creative you are, you do have to MacGyver something. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 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 crazy, ain't it?
1: Yeah, so uh, on that MacGyver one, I just thought of a little story. So I was at the aisle one night, and we went to this uh, banquet. I'm on the Golden Limo, this little Honda 90 step-through. Oh, yeah. Cute little thing. I'm, I'm legal to go almost anywhere because it's so slow. Anyhow, we go to this place, a whole bunch of friends. I got parked out back. And so I come out, and one of my friends dot 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 stole the spark plug cap off of the bike. You know, like a joke. Well, 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 so you you're not going anywhere. Do now, yeah, you're not going anywhere. Uh, uh. Yeah. And we had one more party to go to. It was oh, it was, it was terrible. I was totally on the spot. And what are you going to do? We're kind of dressed up, so I got nothing on me, and. Uh, I had a screw in my pocket. <laughs> I had one little screw in my pocket. Interesting. You know, the Zoot Suit? Uh, I'm not sure if it was a Zoot Suit. It was a fancy one. It could have been a Zoot Suit. Nice. But,
0: you, know, you had a screw in your pocket?
1: There was a little tiny screw in the pocket. And somehow I, I I pushed it into the spark plug wire and was able to set it on the spark plug and get it to stay there. And we were able to fire it up and ride home <laughs> anyhow. I totally maguire it with whatever
0: I had in my pocket that's awesome yeah you know I mean and it takes a certain amount of you know a certain mentality to do that you know some folks are you know pretty much A, B, C you know in the box but uh, if you've ever been in a situation where you really are in the middle of nowhere and you really need to get this thing running you look around you know you look in your pockets and Man. nowadays in my pack I carry certain just doodads you know it's just like you'll never know when you'll need this little piece of wire a little piece of string like you said you know uh, you know, fuse. You name it. I mean, uh, uh, there so I, was, a I was stuck
1: in the middle of paradise and had to go somewhere. I, I missed the next one, but we were pushing this thing home. And no, we're not pushing this thing home. Wow. We're gonna, we're gonna succeed and ride home. And yeah, we
0: totally did. It was dynamite. You, you were able to just. Get home nicely in class, especially with all the folks around you going, what do you know, now, <laughs> There you go. Well, I got this. You're not uh, walking, are you?
1: Oh, no. We're going to be, mm-hmm. s- you got to be smarter
0: than your, you know, the problem surroundings hand. and yeah, yeah. your bike. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's a story about that. I was uh, headed out to, uh, I think it was uh, Apple Valley out there one time for a, super motard uh, race uh, that my friend was uh, out there for a school and uh, my bike at the time had just gone down I was with Wade actually we were up going highway 1 on the R1s and uh, this car decided to go left and uh, to, to pull out area on the other side of the two lanes and collected me You know, and so my, my clutch cover uh, was leaking down below where the actuator is on the 99R1 uh, so I was leaking oil we were able to, you know, tie a rag on it and get home proper, you know, but the next day I had to go down south, you know, and it was a pretty long trip. So I, I thought I kind of like fixed it uh, by, you know, just jerry-rigging stuff on there and such. And by the time I got from San San, San Francisco to Livermore, I was leaking a shit ton of oil. So I uh, pulled over, used up the rest of what I had, and it was like, uh-oh. Get to over there in uh, Altamont uh, Speedway area and pulled over again. Oh, now I'm kind of screwed. What do you do? So I'm sitting there. It's hotter than hell. I'm in my leathers and uh, drinking that water. And it's like, hmm. And what I did was I cut that water bottle, stuck it to the side of the, the clutch cover, which collected the oil. So then I could pour that back into the motor and it didn't go all over the bike. So that's that's the MacGyver, you know. But by the time I went ten miles down the road, the, uh, the 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 water bottle kept filling up too quickly. I kept having to pull over. It wasn't wasn't feasible. So again, I'm sitting there drinking a nice cool bottle of water, but it happened to be a little bit longer one, and uh answer so was in my hands so I just put the longer bottle in there instead of the short bottle and that literally got me a hundred miles you know and that's what I did you know so sometimes you have to MacGyver shit yeah. no matter what you yeah. do and get there and, yeah. you know
1: it's, I got another one so I was at the sidecar or races one day I was racing my sidecar and so I was adjusting my rear wheel and so this guy my next door neighbor busted me goes comes over what are you doing so yeah i had a water bottle that had like you know three a quarter thing of water in it it's got those lines on the bottle and stuff Are you, he goes are you using that water bottle as a level <laughs> i had the water <laughs> on the tire and i was adjusting the tire trying to get it level and the only level i had was a water bottle so
0: that water, and bubbles a bubble, so... Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why not, right? You, know, you buy one, then that's basically the same thing, you know? So, yeah, you can always, you know, uh, think outside the box when you're looking at things, and sometimes it's really hard at first, because you panic. <laughs> you know, uh, first time I got uh, to the racetrack, literally the first time I went to Sears Point, uh, I... Crimped my crankcase vent overflow hose, so ended up blowing out the uh, oil out the moons. I barely did a lap, so here I am, just panicking like a motherfucker. And ended up my friend Anton Lovett, who is still out there racing uh, Le Mans now. Le Mans car, I believe. Uh, yeah, and uh, so anyhow, he, so I called him up. He came over from Berkeley to San Ramon. He just eased my mind. Just, oh yeah, that's, that's no problem, Alex. Plop, 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 plop. But he had knowledge and you know that that saved me from a heart attack and i ended up getting the next day to go racing you know but uh it's always great to have friends out there he was just like oh yeah yeah that's no problem all right we can do this not to worry you know it's it's a huge deal right
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and like i got another one when you said panic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah, panic can can get you in, in lots of trouble in, in in a bunch of different ways. Truly, so yeah. We were at the racetrack this one time with the DTR1, and we started having clutch problems, and we weren't sure what it was. It's an R1. Nobody else dirt tracking as an R1. So we actually panicked. In the old days, you would lean your bike over, and pull a clutch cover off and attack everything and then and, and, and go from it. Yes. Go from there. So we all we panicked and nobody caught it till later. We did exactly that. We leaned the bike over, we attacked the clutch, we Uh, It was really funny because it was my own bike and I didn't get to work on it. Uh, (laughs) You
0: had elves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Tom Griffith and uh, Eric Lindau were working on it. And I got sent away to go find, go borrow some clutch plates. Go borrow this. Go borrow that. Come Uh, back in a while. Yeah, yeah. And they took it apart like 10 times um, before they got it to work and they said it was really delicate. But in the middle of all that, because we leaned it over, we broke my brand new folding gear selector oh no and i didn't have a spare so it was a big deal on now that was broken um it broke the next time he we went out so they had to fix that and it was it had everything zip ties bolts this <laughs> thing that thing and it had so much stuff on it do what it takes they to almost make it wanted to make us go through tech again to get it approved and I finally they let me go out phew and <laughs> I forget if we which if we won that race or not. But anyway we got out in the racing and it was all originated because we panicked, because the clutch didn't work. We broke the gear selector and gotcha. so we didn't figure it out or whatever. When I got home, I figured out, you know, we leaned it over, we did all that, we we did this, we did that, we got everything to work, we accomplished this thing, but In the original task, if we didn't panic, the R1, the oil, is way below the clutch. The bike did not need to be leaned over.
0: Ah, okay. So you could have just left it where it was and did the job. You leave
1: it on the stand and you play with it from there. So by leaning it over, we caused a second problem. and
0: Had to find a solution.
1: and, 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 you know, so anyhow, later on. We figured out that oh, you didn't have to do that to begin with, and next time we'll have spare pegs. Anyhow, I haven't had to, haven't had to use any pegs. We haven't had a mistake like that again.
0: Yeah, but it's teething problems, and that's how you learn, really, you know. But yeah, everyone's getting all frazzled at one moment, and uh, yeah, it's it's hard sometimes, really, to, to yeah. keep your head in yeah. those situations.
1: Yeah. So in our pits, we don't say hurry, and nobody yells at anybody. And it's like, look at this, look progress. What's your progress? Well we're having a hard time over here or it's actually working it's a go everybody's gone out
0: doing wheelies whatever but yeah i mean it's all about teamwork in the end and a tense pit makes mistakes you know, uh, that's the last thing you want, really, you know. It's like uh, we've done a couple of endurance races before, and uh, we've had some great times, uh, as well as uh, both times, a few times, I was with Wade uh, at the Isle of Man. And, uh, you know, talk about a little bit of pressure, you know, as far as uh, going into that particular uh, topic. Uh, yeah, you know, someone's got to do fuel. Someone's got to take off the fuel cap. You know, that might sound easy. But it really isn't when you're under pressure, and uh, yep. you, you can't so, drop the key. Remember that can't you, drop the key.
1: Yeah. So and there's a spare key somewhere, and so yeah, nobody says quick, quick, hurry, hurry in the in a real pit. You got you got like thirty two, thirty five seconds to do your job. You your man's in, your man's out. The way it goes, and everything's happy. But so once upon a time. Um, they clean your face shields and everything, and anyhow, my next-door neighbor, somebody, whoever cleaned my face shield, grabbed a can of chain lube. Oh, no. Uh-oh. And then in the middle of cleaning, he goes, oh, no. Ooh, uh, uh, uh. And I went bang, 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 and I, he bounced my helmet all over the place, and I still got the helmet on my head. And then he goes, how's that? And I go, whoa, what what do you mean, what was that? And so I went riding off into the sunset and found out later, yeah, he hit me with chain lube. So no more chain lube in my pit. Ever,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, you can't, you can't have something lying around in which you can make a mistake with it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you don't yeah. need chain lube in a pit. You come with your bike pre-lubed, ready to go. It will last the race. That's true. Actually, I mean, I could see how someone who doesn't know, uh, especially at the Isle of Man. I mean, the, uh, it's thirty-seven point seven three laps, I believe. You know, I mean, and that's up to two or uh, three laps. Uh, uh, well, twenty actually, minutes or so a lot. Yeah, exactly. So up to four to six laps depending on, on the race you're doing. So I almost wonder, is like, huh, but I guess the chain'll just do the distance. and never do have an it. issue. Yeah, exactly. It'll do it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Start with new equipment.
1: New parts work really good, much better than your worn out parts. Yeah. Anytime, anywhere. If I can get a brand new part, gimme that. Bolt dot sucker on there, yeah. New parts.
0: Well, just like anything, I mean, you—we uh, were mentioning this last week. I mean, uh, you gotta. if you're you're gonna spend that amount of money you just really can't skip. It's like you know, it's like your top end going out and it's like well you know I'm just gonna replace this but I haven't looked at the bottom end for a long time. Why would you spend fucking $1,500 you know and not do everything else? Good tires. Tires are what keep you off the ground. Yeah exactly Uh, we see a lot of that coming into the shop over at uh, Tokyo Moto and it's just like uh, incredible what people will do and and run but you you know, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's, I, I I was there. I used to be on a budget as well, but, uh, and I was young and uh, I did record more than once. You know, it's just what you got to do sometimes, but it, it's rather crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you are. So let's take a break for a second and listen to some tunes. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Racers Alley at Mutiny Radio here in the wonderful Mission in San Francisco. Y R E R. back to racers alley we were just talking about our pit crews at the aisle and certain roles people take when you're actually racing and such and you know it, uh, whether it be the driver or the uh mechanic you know we mentioned this last uh, episode as well you know we thank all those folks just like the afm turn workers and uh afm and the, you know ama you know those guys are all awesome and it's really important you know out there to to, to support your turn workers i think this Next race is going to be the last race. And I believe uh, every year they do have donations and such for those folks. And if you can get out there, uh, purely uh, give a little love to those folks. Because without them, if they do a really hard job out there in the middle of the heat, you know, uh, we would not be racing whatsoever. You know, R-E-R, right? Nope. yeah Yeah. cheers to those guys yeah Yeah. so anyhow uh, we were talking about uh, you know knowing how to maintain your bike and such and uh, when I ended up starting to do that myself um, a manual was a huge thing and uh, as far as racing goes I mean repetition makes things uh, a little bit easier a little bit of a time saver but I mean like you were mentioning earlier Wade uh, last thing you want to do is half panic and also I mean just like being on on an airplane you don't want to believe even though you've done it a hundred times you did it the same you, you did it perfect you really do got to stay on top of things am i, am I wrong
1: yeah Some, sometimes stuff comes loose or maybe you did actually do it wrong or something so that's where actually sometimes two pair of eyeballs ah. really go well i
0: thought i did that right but dude you totally did that wrong it's like whoa you actually you're right <laughs> i've had that happen actually i was there with robbie and a, a motor tire guy and i believe it was chad and um i set the r1 and, and it's like i kept seeing it's you know perfect you know uh how many lights were there but anyhow um it was off a of tooth Yeah, but but they were there. It's just like, Alex, yeah, that's off a tooth. That would have been catastrophic. You know, but uh, yeah, it's always nice to have someone come by, even though uh, that can be annoying, you know, a little hard on the ego, but it's better than that than have a blowed up motor, you know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so you just, you give it a try. Like
1: sometimes you do a valve adjustment, you know, research it. Get get the proper tools. Take you know each one. Some of them are different. Usually you need a feeler gauge, um, but just depends on what bike
0: you're actually diving into. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I mean, uh, the more you do it, the easier it gets. You know, when I had my FCR 400, I raced that guy for eight. Ears, you know. I knew that thing inside and out. You know, pretty much like my 99r1 now. You know, I mean, uh, in the end, it's it's you're 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 true. You can sleep and just know how that thing comes comes together and goes apart. You know, back uh, apart and together. You know, it's like uh, certain things just become natural. You know, and uh, other bikes, you definitely have to pay attention to. And uh, it depends about familiarity. And also, I mean, if you're really doing something and you're really hard on it I think you should check it more right you know I mean you really gotta be on top of things
1: yeah more frequent times you you look at it and if you you put it back together right and everything you know till you know that your your stuff is going to work or you're not just like over beating it up like uh hill climbs and and doing burnouts and stuff is hard on chain and sprockets yes so the sprockets will wear out the chains will wear out
2: yeah. Well,
0: yeah depending on what you're doing i mean um working here at uh, <laughs> tokyo moto uh boy we get a lot of bikes come in and, and and same with the scooters really i mean unless you have a yamaha or a honda or a suzuki scooter you're just paying a shit ton of money all those other scooters just get tore up in the city and it's about you know uh everyday wear i mean if, if you talk about san francisco which a lot of people don't really consider we got hills up and down you have totally braking up great. and down yeah they're wonderful flying up and down but regular joes who who work who have the scooters and their motorcycles they don't understand going up and down the hills those wear the brakes down a lot and especially if they don't know how to actually properly go up and down a hill and you know We have, I'm sorry to say, we're basically a third world country here in San Francisco and the amount of filth and potholes, I mean, we might have a world beauty here, but there's also the underlying reality of everyday commuting and such and potholes, potholes and nails. At our shop, boy, we get like three or four tires, uh, have to plug a week. Uh, As far as the scooters and stuff, they just get... Beep, 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 you know. and uh, We one have of no the suspension. Yeah. <laughs> so the place is under construction or something. Yeah, what we have, like, basically, we have paved dirt roads here in San Francisco. I mean, nothing easy about stuff. And, uh, yeah, so certain bikes you got to keep on top of. And uh, the big one, interestingly enough, if we're talking about maintenance and tools and such, folks, keep an eye on your oil. Jesus Christ. You wouldn't believe how many bikes come in, and it's just like, well, you know, it started making noise in RER. I was like, didn't check your it oil. Well. It's very easy to check your oil. If you don't know how to do so, come by Tokyo Moto on 50 Otis Street because it's like, uh, it means a huge difference. You know, my uncle's worked in a Porsche dealership before, and he's got a couple of Porsches just for the fact that they blew up the motors and he was able to get a cheap one. Yeah. You know. Yeah, if, you can't an-
1: if you can't answer the question, What is your oil level like you just saw it? You don't know, which means you need to look at it. It's either got a window or a dipstick. I know where it is because I just looked at it. What's oil?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is, you know, it's That's the, the life of the, of the motor <laughs> to begin with. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks don't know this. And, uh, I mean, when they come to the shop, it's our job to educate them. But uh, nowadays, really, Wade, I mean, um, interestingly enough, a lot of the folks who ride are just, um, how do I say, uh commuter riders. They don't go out to Alice's. They don't go, they don't they don't ride per se. You know, I I would put a small percentage actually of those guys nowadays who have the 650s and the 300s and stuff. They're it's more commuting in the city. And, you know, and in that sense, they really don't get to meet folks. Like in the old days, everyone who rode went to Zeitgeist because they were all outlaws. And everyone will be able to talk. And that way you can know what's going on and stuff. So social network-wise, yeah, if, if you're not riding, it is a little bit harder to get a, a certain sense of a word interestingly enough and that's why we're here right now at racers alley as well as you know uh uh we just try to, to talk to everyone and uh whenever we meet them. and uh sfmc is a great place to go san francisco motorcycle club they've been open to i think over 100 years there as one of the oldest motorcycle yep. clubs in the u.s and uh and they like everybody they do. And on Thursday nights, I believe after eight, they'll allow, you know, they have a kind of an open house and, you know, um, if you want to see the closest thing to a motorcycle museum, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, you gotta have, including go some you. of the people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, are, Uh Yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Go by, go by the SFMC on Thursdays after eight. And, um, they have pictures that go way back. I'm, I'm, I'm an old black and white picture fan. And, uh, yeah. you can sit there and and it really is a spectacular you know and uh they also have gp races when the gp races are on english rob shows them and uh you can be there on that sunday between 4 and 7 to watch the MotoGP races at the San Francisco Motorcycle Club, and I think they're what at the 17th and 18th on uh, Fulton, Folsom. 18th, 18th, yeah, yeah. To 18th. Folsom and 18th. So, gotta go see those folks. They're yeah. pretty cool. So, <laughs> they're, all, they're all about riding your bikes and having a good time. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of folks out there right now. Uh, Dames Don't Care, I believe, are going to be having their annual Sadie Hawkins ride coming up. I want to say in the, near the end of October when uh, we get Emily in here, she'll be able to give you the lowdown. But uh, Dames Don't Care been around for a long time, and uh, they 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 are a very very fun bunch, and uh, they have a great ride through the city when they do the Sadie Hawkins. So that's pretty cool as well, you know. So it's like a yeah bunch of fun folks out doing a bunch of fun things you know so anyhow uh let's see here let's see oh, hold on for a second Let me just drop something all right so wait uh let's talk about any time of racing or uh, we're off for a while
1: we're actually off for a couple of minutes i'm gonna go to uh stockton work on this vet but we're getting oh, ready yeah
0: the batmobile
1: batmobile is gonna come back to life uh so it's
0: It'll be headed for for San Francisco probably next month. Actually, that's always exciting to have a a new project actually come to fruition. And I've seen the pictures of that, and you can also catch it on our Facebook book site under Racers Alley. It's it's a really pitching looking vet.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I got to sneak off. So another week or two, I can't really do any racing, and um, but we're supposedly going to do the the last AFM. And get the R6 ready for Daytona. Nice. And then put it away if it works. And then the um, Moto Guzzi is supposed to work
0: and get ready to go in a crate and go to Phillip Island. Yes, Phillip Island's coming up again. And then that's over there at uh, which racetrack, Wade? Uh, That's in
1: Australia. Um, It's next to Melbourne, but it's actually Phillip
0: Island uh course international course yes the phillip island uh uh, it's a world-renowned course if you haven't heard about it but if you're listening to racers alley i mean you know where that is i mean the home of mcdoin and uh it's one of the nicest tracks in the world it's just beautiful it's been repaved twice
1: i say for us because they repaved it the year we that we showed up
0: and And you've been there how many years now wade Five. Jeez, time flies. Holy moly, has it been five years? Wow. Yeah. Yar. Yeah. Imagine being uh being able to run around Phillip Island for five years, and you've done that on many uh actually we uh, different different uh, types of uh, bikes and sidecars and
1: sidecars at, th- at this point. Yeah, Doug Chavez sponsored us the last two years. Um this year with the Norton Rotary and the t z seven fifty the year before the year before that we we're kind of on stall mode and the two years before that we won both times. we met Doug and we met the gang, and we all became good friends and and it's you know what else are you doing in January you gotta go to Australia it's south it's summertime it's great, it's dynamite
0: so your initial time's out there uh uh yourself and Christine, correct yes. Yeah, yeah. did you have any other Americans with you yeah we were on
1: Team USA f- actually from the beginning it's not all about Team the USA. international challenge which is uh, I'm not I think it's 80 82 and and back super bikes um, uh, but the Australians and the and the British show up with like million-dollar bikes of course, it's really hard to beat. But we show what we're the the Americans and the New Zealand teams are kind of like the ragtag team. Interesting. And we show up <laughs> with kind of whatever. Dave's got a TZ. There's a couple here and there and stuff. And. And then you got
0: Suzukis, and then on your way down, and these are um, all classic, wonderful bikes, folks. If you don't, if you don't understand, I mean, when he says TZ, they're a TZ 750. Am I wrong? TZ 750s are usually close to half a dozen of, of of those at Phillip Island. See, you never see running. those here, ever, ever, ever. And over there, they use them for their sidecars or actually, basically, uh, race bikes as well. Everything. Nice. There's like half a dozen of of each, two wheelers and
1: sidecars. They're still big down there. Where they I, uh, they made like a million of them. Everybody who was anybody back in the late seventies, whatever, had one. Um Holy I, moly. I never had any TZ. I always struggled to try to get one. Never, never got one.
0: You mean I, we could have gotten one here? I, I didn't got, think there were. I thought there were limited around. numbers.
1: They're, they're still around. <laughs> Especially now that nobody's running them. They're all almost even outlawed. But anyhow, so there's a couple around. But even the 250s, 125s, they made a million of them.
0: Where are they? I did there's, not know this. I, I thought they were so rare. But they, they were, they were just, a production model. Uh,
1: no, no, they, they made a, a amount of them. They're just fairly expensive. Gotcha. It's so a, the a, poor kids couldn't afford them. So, yeah, I never got one. Yeah, but they were the they were the factory racer. Uh, Interesting. I couldn't afford a factory racer. I was doing this. I was doing that. Life was in the way. It's always super expensive. Same as you know. How do they put a million dollars into a bike back then? You could just go to Yamaha or whoever and buy one. Yeah, you Uh, still can can,
0: today. It just costs you. Well, you have to have the cash. Yeah, and lots of it. Uh, Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, you know, it's a that's a nice thing nowadays. I mean, um, the racing we're doing, as well as when you were over there, you know, um, it's kind of like classic now. So I mean, to a certain uh, to a certain extent, it doesn't have to be the thirty thousand dollar bike. You know, you can to a certain extent. Arm uh, Arm kind up. of bringing that back.
1: Yes, the, the vintage racing and stuff and bring out whatever you got. So that's kind of the same things where the Goosey comes from. And who in their right mind would ride a Goosey? You know, well, if you look at their Dubai, history, but, but, but they're, they're, but they have done It's kind stuff. of an underdog, but yeah. Truly. Some of them have really... There's a couple people that made him famous and stuff and 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 so we're going to try to do the same.
0: Exactly, I'm sure Mr. Millich would uh, say the same thing. You are, he, I mean, he builds yeah. those and uh, yeah, it's like all bikes at one time had their mark, and you know I've seen pictures of Gootsies out there in the old days, putting putting helmet days, and you know a uh, nice thing about the armor, it's like um, in a sense a lot of boys are bringing if they still have their race bike under a tarp somewhere they can bring that back out yep. go, well i can do arma but interestingly enough all those boys are still fast so when you get out there it's like holy moly these guys are still as fast as we were when i got in yeah yep. it's pretty cool like that you know yeah so uh yeah between now and then uh holy moly uh, you know uh, any dirt bike riding any any circle tracking Um, I'm dreaming of
1: it. I'm just trying to find a date where I'm actually clear.
0: Um, Right now, it's all about the Batmobile. Yeah, the (laughs) Batmobile and getting
1: a couple things covered. So I was going to try to do one before the season's over. And similar kind of thing. I got a real just straight up dirt bike. Um, I haven't been mm. to Carnegie in a bunch of years. Carnegie is is just yeah. dirt riding. It'd um,
0: Be nice to get out and just whale up a hill on the b- front wheel. Public lands. Road, and wheel
1: you go to Hollister. There's there's the full family is at Hollister. There's so every little kid and with every little bike you ever saw or so wish you ever saw. It can be crowded. And yeah, they're 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 everywhere. And then there's <laughs> there's the track. There's a this that. Um, so I've been dreaming of taking my KX. I got
0: a KX 500 still, they never got me on yes. a bike. And guess what? Uh, I, I've been looking here and there, and I don't know if it's a, a fable or not, but uh, they're looking to bring back the 500. I think a Honda might be and it would be really nice to bring back the two-stroke 500 it's looking at the uh, EFI and such good and I sure uh, hope so it's yeah they were untouchable
1: exactly um, and, uh, yeah. and, and they would just they would do like everything they'll go really <laughs> slow they'll go really fast and they'll do it almost better than
0: anything exactly there's no, no substitute for horsepower is what we always H- say horsepower actually. light no, lots of no suspension, substitute for horsepower and, um, yeah and so it's the same same technology all the way through. Exactly. So, um, let's take a little bit of a break here and uh I hope you enjoy this tunes. Welcome back to Racers Alley. Uh, I am Alex, and Wade is here with us. And uh, holy moly, thank you, Pamtastic, for letting us... uh, Be here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Without you guys, boy oh boy, a lot of folks wouldn't be able to actually have a great show and express all their creativity. So uh, if you can, you know, uh, check out the website and uh, check out the podcasts and uh, listen to all these folks out there. There's a bunch of talented folks having a bunch of great shows and uh, it really goes across the spectrum whether it be talking about medical uh physical social uh and even motorcycle racing and on uh, that being said you know we got our forever two-wheel boys here on monday from uh, 8 to 10 i believe and uh steve's usually in charge for that but uh, wait i haven't heard this last show but i heard paul brown was in charge of that one and we should have to take a Not listen great. i'm Imagine that must have been a lively show. You're right on, Paul. <laughs> You're E-R. So, yeah. Also, I'd like to say thank uh, a couple of our sponsors here. You know, we got, of course, a Mutiny. And uh, we got the Benders over there in Molotovs. Great places to go uh, meet motorcyclists and have a nice libation. We got uh, MotoHub SF, which uh, Dimitri, our pal here, has been on the show a couple of times. And uh, he's able to do house calls. He's able to fix your bike on the go and he's able to do it within a timely manner so you can always find him at motohubsf.com also uh we got monkey moto school our friend uh, evan so uh please uh, visit him if you ever need any uh, actually uh, really if you know anyone who needs to learn how to ride a motorcycle in at least Uh, stress environment Evan's the man to go you know and if you're lucky you might be able to find out who does his nails because he's always pretty fashionable when it comes to that and uh, R.E.R. so you know uh, thank you all for listening and uh, of course uh, Meet New Radio is an awesome place and uh, do do look into them on the site and uh, listen to us all out here I mean we can always use your support we could use your help and uh, it's generally a great Time. If you want to be a comedian, definitely show up on a Friday or Monday and learn how to do that. I mean, it's just a stress-free environment, you know, so RER. If you want to learn about racing, uh, you can always show up here. We're here from 6 to 8 on uh, Thursdays, and uh, anyone's welcome to come in and just uh, shoot the shit, you know. If you have anything to talk about, you have any questions, always join. Uh, Wade and myself will always be here, and we'll always have special guests from time to time as well, you know, which is which is really neat you know it's uh, it's always nice to hear from folks and one of these days I'll figure out how I got to get a phone call from you but if you if you call us at 415 511 apparently I should be able to answer that call um yeah <laughs> this, is a, this is a test so somebody call yeah yeah first person who calls gets uh <laughs> i don't know a bottle cap or something but anyways <laughs> uh, so we were just mentioning earlier about riding and such uh, um, two strokes 500s and um dirt bike riding now there's a topic you know um i grew up with a dt 175 but i was more like a little bit of hooligan railroad tracks you know uh, a little fire trail such but uh, never like uh, I heard of the word carnegie i heard of the word hollister that type of thing and uh, never really went out never really rode a dirt bike uh and uh, holy moly, you move the clock, wah 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 wah, and I guess it would be about holy moly, Wade, probably in around two thousand two or something. I had your know, IT four sixty five or something earlier. It's like a, anyways, I went out with Wade and he loaned me a, uh, a nineteen, I think it was an eighty six, eighty eight, IT four sixty five, four eighty five, you know, something nice like blue that. one. You are, good bike, you know. Had no brakes, but good good bike, you know. And uh, uh, Wade has his uh, 500 KX? KX 500. KX 500. Had a few of them. He did. And, uh, you know, the last time I saw Wade on a KX 500, we were on this little bunghole Vista, little Track out there before the Altamont. And it was a little, it was a one-eighth mile, one-quarter, <laughs> one little, little pinky little mile track. And, uh, you know, Wade and I first just started hanging out. So this is one of our first ventures out there. And we were in the purple van. And uh, he had a really big box van. And uh, had he was kitted out and uh, had this KX500. And I was like, RER, we can go out there and do circles. And I didn't know how much he did circles back then now i know he does lots of circles but um anyhow the bike is having issues and sure enough it's like here we it's gotta need to replace this gasket and so sitting there and it's like we're sitting out there and you know everyone's racing it's it's it was really cool actually very nice afternoon there's there's nothing like being in a pit no matter what type of racing you're doing there's nothing like being in a pit and beautiful afternoon you are it's all warm out they got the excitement you got the smoke you got the sound I mean yeah that's what's racings all about no matter what vehicle you got if you're in a pit you're in a world of heaven so it's just like are everyone's got something to do sometimes and so I'm looking at wade, I was like are are you that blown all right well that's over it's was like nope and he pulls out this sheet of paper which is actually what you call you know a back then it was gas is a gasket sheet right wade gasket paper yeah. Gasket Gasket paper back then. Who knew? Back then, that's the way you did it. So he proceeded to cut himself out of a base gasket. Pop, pop, Put it on, Bob's your uncle. Whop, a, pop pop bop, 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 bop. You know, and just like earlier mentioning about, you know, uh, working on your own bike and having your own things and that type of thing, that that was an interesting lesson. I mean, it's like I didn't know you can cut your own gasket out of paper. And I'm sure everywhere else in the world does. I'm just spoiled by having them just given to me, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, it was really cool. And then we proceeded to go out there on that 500. Yeah, that was, boy, that was a million years ago on that 500. (laughs) That
1: was was Stockton.
0: Stockton. uh, yeah. no 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 that was for the altamont this is the altamont. One before. yeah Anyhow, yeah before. I, I
1: believe we we missed practice but we made the race and everything
0: yeah it was really neat it's like but, a couple of boys there was a there was a few folks out there as i recall it was, it was, it was a neat time yeah so uh, after that you know so here we go to dirt bike uh, and um i have the it four four sixty 45 whatever i forget Sixty-five, 465, yes. And uh, so Wade and the Boys, I mean, first time I was out, I think it was probably Carnegie the first time we were out together. Yeah. And um, it was really neat, you know. Bah, bah, and it was really good on the pling-pling and going up the hills and me being a novice, you know, Wade loaned me some certain gear and stuff. And um, actually, uh, yeah, I had a great time. And, uh, now, yeah. Me, it'll go up. Anything you can point it at. Exactly, and then as far as that goes, Wade would be on the 500, go pop up, up, up. and he go up the hill and one wheel, and down the hill and a wheelie, and all this type of stuff. I mean, it's just like uh, you, yeah. You definitely feel very comfortable on that 500. I mean, it was just like uh, for you, it's just like wheeling a sword. I mean, yeah, it was pretty neat, huh? Yeah really nice
1: it's like an r1 in the dirt it totally performs and it's it's basically light even though it's a pretty big bike and i learned to wheelie it pretty much everywhere i know how to go fast pretty much so i should work on my playing and and
0: what i could do with the front wheel in the air so meaning uh, it's light uh, I'm, does it mean that the horsepower makes it lighter
1: yeah actually in the in the end result at speed yeah it's lighter it does what you want it to do it's that's what it's designed to do it's it's meant
0: to be a certain element and a certain speed and a certain force yeah nice but but it'll go super slow that's what i I, found yeah i ran i
1: ran it into a ditch one time i didn't ride it for a little while and and anyhow i ran it into a ditch and almost forgot that It'll go the what ditch? That ditch doesn't even exist. It'll go through there like nobody's business. So it's almost like an
0: enduro. It'll like to lop a little bit and let you have control. Yeah, and yeah, nice. And that was the last generation that two-stroke was with two thousand. I think they. I think they went to two thousand four. So I bought the two thousand because
1: I was afraid they were not going to make him anymore. I would buy another one in a hot second. I'm still lining up to it. You are. Uh, Something to look for. I wouldn't yeah? mind having a, a newer one also to play with, but but the old one still works fine. And you don't have, have works, to spend fifteen yeah. grand for it, you know? and They're, they're <laughs> so I I believe they're so nice. So I could, I spend most of my time on the rear wheel. Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's like uh, as usual, you know. When I was there, um, I didn't have much experience. Uh, I want to say the first time we weren't at Carnegie because. Um, all you boys went up a hill to the right. I was wearing your your Isle gear. You gave me some uh, motocross aisle gear, and I end up in the tearing a little hole in, in a dusty corner. Yeah, well, it's like you all went up a hill and it was just like I'm like oh no and I'm just right on the bike and it's like oh boy so I go up the hill and I fail but I'm just hanging off I, you know, I'm not a dirt bike rider so I'm literally going up this hill and my picture my, it's a pretty steep hill and my, my hands are hanging on the bars and my feet are just straight back you know hanging off and my stomach's on the seat and so obviously a total newbie move and I'm trying to get it to go so end up going pump you know, up there, but I've read enough magazines. So I was able to get the bike up and know how to turn it around. So I go down the hill and this is when I proceed to find that, um, when I find that the, the, the IT has no brakes, it's a, their drum front and rear. <laughs> so they actually do not work whatsoever. And some folks are coming up that huge ass hill. And so I decide rather than to run into any of them properly, I just dumped it in the side and that's when I actually ruined, uh, put a little hole in, in, in your, the gear you gave me which is your aisle gear and um, so anyhow up, go down the hill and I'm sitting there and it's like god damn it so it's like oh what am I going to do so I was like well I got to go up the hill and then, then just then our friend Jen little Jen she comes up and she has her XR100 100 or 150 and she goes Alex we can meet them up top and we can go up this trail up here it's a lot easier and I was like there's no way I could do that you know <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah I gotta go up that fucking hill so sure enough it was like I took that idea it it's like this time I kept my foot on the peg and went right up the top of the hill and you guys were there and yeah it was a great fucking time and so we're up there Unlike Carnegie, I think Carnegie was after because we had a lot of bowls out there and meaning like we could just yeah. go fast and a lot of, a lot of more space. But out there, he ended up taking me on like goat trail shit. yeah yeah There was like a lot of like really, um, well, I call them goat trails and he was <laughs> like, well, you don't have any brakes. So I was like, but that bike had such a bling bling mentality before I ran across Wade, uh, at, at later, it's like, um, I ended up in a rock bed, a stream. And, you know, that, that that particular bike with the flywheel and stuff, it was literally... I could just let it go and crawl over one rock over the other. It was that nice. Blink, 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 you know. Yeah, that was a that specialty. I was super impressed by that. The brakes might have sucked, but that bike... Every other... Way, shape, and form. That thing was just phenomenal. Yeah, it was a pretty neat bike. You know. yeah. Took Made you some smile. neat places too that you wouldn't normally see, right? Exactly. You know, I like can use muscles you never use. Are you know, the next day? <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing like keeping you in shape like being on a dirt bike. You know, yeah. like, that's another so thing. Carnegie's a public
1: park. There's a bunch of them. I think it's like five dollars to get in, something like that, for your truck, and you could have one two three four bikes you could have a whole family and so you know it's a great place carnegie hollister
0: there's a bunch of them and you know yeah for 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 for, it's it's going to be motocross time now and exactly uh carnegie hollister easily i mean those are those are places where a lot of folks can go and really enjoy off road, and, and yeah. we got to keep that alive especially yeah. nowadays you know cow
1: mountain cc camp yeah there's exactly. out there
0: there's the, there's the, 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 yeah exactly <laughs> and, and, and,
1: and, there's people in, and some here friends are already out there you know having, well, what's they great they is don't...
0: actually you know you, you see a lot more <laughs> influx of um the riders who rode now their kids are involved and it's really neat now to see the next generation cuz nowadays can, can When we were there, we had a Briggs and Stratton till we can afford a YZ80. Nowadays, you know, if you're you're a young, if you have sponsorship from your folks and you're a little lad, being a a last, there's choices. You have a shit ton, whether yeah, whether it be the little road bike or little motocross bike. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, You you are. What would you get for your son? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, what do, what yeah. do they? Oh, well, where do you live? Really? You know, oh, you got, got one street. You know, you got if you're the, if you're in the woods, you get a dirt bike. You know, if you're in the street, you get the get the scooter. Just like Mister Rossi. Yar yar. All right, we're gonna take a one more break here, and then we'll be back with you just shortly. Yar yar. Thanks for listening to us here at Racers Alley at Mutiny Radio. Yar. Enjoy. back to Racer's Alley, and holy moly, you know, we are just talking about that two-stroke 500 going up the hill, and mentioned a while back, uh, Chuckie Sorensen used to do that on the first Supermotard, uh, learn how to slide around, and uh, yeah, Wade, boy, that thing must have been a handful and a whole lot of fun, I imagine. Yeah,
1: totally dynamite. I, re- I really liked it. it. was my favorite. I had a, um, was it a YZ490 before that? and it- Wow. And, and you know, I, I started from actually small bikes and worked my way up, but I ended up with the last three big bores were KX500s. KX500s.
0: Yeah, you really do like the Kawasaki compared to, the, because the only other one back in the day was the Honda, I believe.
1: Yeah, the Honda CR500. I rode a, a bunch of those. We did most most of the marathons way back when at the San Jose. Um, I did them with a friend of mine, Adam Corkle. His bike seemed to be running and mine always had a problem or this or that or whatever. So I ended up racing his most of the time. But like I told him, I said, I think my bike has more lower end
0: and ends up being faster than yours. When you said uh, issues, uh, what bike did he have, and what bike did you have? He had a CR five hundred. Okay,
1: dynamite. Most everybody had a CR five hundred.
0: Yeah, the Honda. You know, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah. were they boring compared to the K- KX? I mean, did the KX hit differently? The the, the KX five hundred. Yeah, it was
1: um, it was more forgiving and it, interesting. It, it would, I would figure it'd be more. Bah!
0: You it, know, it Godzilla. Will,
1: it, it would take the hit. It would, it would, like take a breath or whatever, and you better be hanging on. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It it will just take off and it'll dance on the rear wheel if, if that's what you're into and yeah, you know, pure your power. Energy. And so the last one I got, so there's this one particular hill climb at, at Carnegie. It's land of the intimidating hill climbs. Some of them are just monstrous this one particular one has like a rock near near the top and that's where it really gets hard the last little blip very technical yeah and and so okay i'm gonna pick on you i've been on all these trails pretty much i've done all of them over the years and so oh yeah i've done this one like this even in the memory sake you got to be able to be able to keep up with yourself Anyhow, so I get this new bike, the last new one, and I pick on this hill. I go motoring up, and at the rock, it kind of stalled. did this, it, that. Uh oh, flame uh-uh. out. It totally, yeah, it flamed out. And I guess I just wasn't holding on good enough because I turned the throttle on in the <laughs> middle of that. It totally left me park. It made the hill, and I did not. Yeah,
0: it left without I, you.
1: I couldn't believe it. <laughs> couldn't believe. It. So uh, I climbed the hill, went back, got my bike, went back to down the bottom, and tried it again. And said, you know, to myself, this time when it flames out, make sure you're holding on really super tight and everything. It kind of did the same thing, you know. It was just a little bit quicker, and yeah. It totally took off, and I held on a second time, and it's just like wow, just unbelievable what that thing will actually do. You had to prepare do. for it. Just yeah. let
0: you know, better hold on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm the new dog, and but
1: yeah, it was totally dynamite. <laughs> never, once,
0: never did that to me again. Once you have that power, I mean, from there, I mean, anything's possible, really, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: you can a, get the traction; it'll do it on the rear wheels. There was this one that I used to like to go up because. It was a monster hill climb, but it had this shale in it. And there was like mm-hmm. an S pattern. So you could do, I could do an a, a, a S pattern going up the hill, burning up the hill on the rear wheel, and sliding at the same time.
0: Nice. Is that Carnegie? S-
1: yeah. Slide to the right, slide to the left, and then. Work on getting your way up the hill, and it would just <laughs> do it like at eighty miles an hour.
0: Yeah, just total, total, total
1: fun. Yeah, that yeah, that's what a KX 500 do for you. Yeah, uh, the 450s do pretty good. They're pretty close. You kind of got to race them, have them all raced out or something, and they're then they're really delicate. You gotta yeah. go back and work on them real well, soon.
0: That's that's a deal nowadays with the uh, with the new motorcycles in general. I mean, I, I see them with the uh, you know the uh, KTM's as well as the CRFs and the you know the uh, YZs or. Uh, the Yamaha, all of them, basically, they're they very delicate nowadays. And I've heard several stories where it's like the the, the two-strokes actually are a lot less maintenance. But uh, obviously, we have certain emissions issues. But uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, you have to pay attention. And uh, even if you have a DRC 400, all that stuff is they eat up uh, oil very quickly you got to do the valves very as you know especially on the the the, the, the race bikes the, the motocross bikes you actually have to do them by the hours you know and um, it is expensive it is time consuming you know i mean uh, uh, however uh, from what i hear they're they're wonderful bikes to have but uh, you know compared to that two strokes are a lot less maintenance per se and um, uh, you get a different bang for the buck so to speak as a was what I'm thinking, you know, and uh, so that's you know that's that's our, our our take on the motocross bikes, you know, and um, yeah, soon we hope to have uh, our couple of pals here, and um, we were just mentioning earlier about um, nowadays they got those uh, DRZ. 400s in the city and you, you see them all around you see, them, uh, you see the motorcycle cops using them as well as uh, we sell uh, we work on a lot of them over here at uh, Tokyo Moto and uh, as far as motorcycles go it'll be an interesting question I mean what do people consider the best bike and um, yeah I mean uh, I run an R1 and um, that is not the best bike for the city you know And but uh, I did at one point have a KLR, K, K, KLR 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 two fifty. It was it's a little beater. Remember yeah. the girl bike? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that thing was the best of the best. I mean, it's just very funny nowadays, I mean, what you can have in the city. And But, uh, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to get a poll. I mean, I, I believe uh, really a light dual sport. A little 250-400 is one of the best ways to really troll the city and especially be a hooligan. You know, am I wrong? <laughs> pretty close. gotta be able to pick the
1: front wheel up though
0: exactly say you've you've had uh have you had dual sports in your time
1: Uh, klr's uh xt500s wow okay Um, so you um, did (laughs) (laughs) anybody who had an xt500 or the
0: five the honda learned how to wheelie yes yeah exactly and um never got that far myself I, I retired for a while but um yeah uh because they were just prone to that and especially in the city with all these hills and such I mean yeah. how can you not you know it's a great way to get around I mean uh nowadays you'll see uh the twelve o'clock boys uh, well you seen a lot less of them since the incidents. But, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're hooligans and, uh, they do, they like nothing better than to wheelie around the city, which is, which is cool. You know, it just like, uh, just got to. Try not beat everyone up along your way, you know. Try, try to make it a positive experience for all the motorcyclists and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, we were talking about earlier uh, getting getting toolkits and everything together for your motorcycle, and uh, you know, uh, the basics. I mean, uh, really uh, try to have the basic uh, uh, tools to to fix your bike, and then also I like to generally have. Um, I'll always put a set of uh, vice grips. It depends on which kind you. I like the needle nose, uh, but the round ones are better if you need to have a shifter, which uh, that works as. I mean, uh, you just got to look exactly what type of bike you have. Vice grips can actually turn into a, a clutch lever, a brake lever, or a shifter, or a brake lever, or it can actually turn into you know holding your cable if you actually have to shift gears. I mean, uh, those are the most one of the valuable tools I've ever had. I mean, I mean yourself—that yeah. <laughs> works pretty good. You just got to. To keep them in the tool kit and not lose anything. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever you loan your tools out, make sure you they leave you something of value. <laughs> Otherwise, you never see it again. <laughs> Yeah right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it. So, anyways, yeah. I mean, zip ties are always a big thing to have if you have race wire, race wire pliers. That that's a very big mm, duct deal. Tape. Duct tape's always a good one as far as uh, in your kit. I mean, uh, if you can have a, a plug kit, at least the uh, I always like the ropes more than the uh, the mushroom kits. But um, the always deal is air. We've talked about that before. How are you going to fill that tire up? And uh, Nowadays, they they have a bigger CO2 canister out. It's, it's like the one they use for airbags, apparently. And um, you can get a kit with a few of those. So, I mean, theoretically, compared to the old CO2s, which you'd basically maybe get one full one in there after you try and put everything together, um, this is actually a, a good air canister. Um, I still like the idea of having a hand pump, because no matter what, you know, you'll get out of there even if it takes a day, you know, because once you're out of CO2 air, guess what? You're out of CO2 air, you know, so that, that's, that's what I always thought about that, you know. Uh, any any tips yeah. from going out there in Baja? What else? Uh, a little bit of everything. Baja, and I rode with Baja and the same
1: as like riding on, on the weekends and stuff. I ride with a gang a gang a bunch of friends ah, okay. and stuff yeah so there's more than just myself and i try to show up on well done equipment and stuff and so because like i said you don't want to ago, be the whatever, I'm yeah. a, i'm actually i travel on a, on a real minimum um, i I got just enough tools and this and that. Uh, my bike's not supposed to break, and I'm supposed to be on vacation,
0: exactly. Or I probably wouldn't yeah. be here to begin with. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I have my kit and I have my levers and, and you know uh, extra levers and such. Uh, but uh, hopefully nothing actually yeah. happens. That's but, what that's what we, we count on. Yeah. You but know.
1: so everybody's got something. This guy's got tools. This guy's got that. There's people with like giant backpacks full. of oh, yeah uh,
0: the tour guys and you know, the adventure guys nowadays a lot of people pack a lot of stuff i mean you got your tour bags yeah it's incredible Wade. Right? I mean, i still i still run light and maybe a backpack yeah. but uh, so stay in front yeah. of them exactly it's like all right i follow that guy <laughs> he knows where he's going with that gps in the yeah. end you know yeah, yeah. i never pass a, never pass a leader but everybody else
1: is, is legal yes exactly you know and, um so but tire irons are good um just your basic tools yeah i actually had a um the, the moose toolkit, which is really nice it's like a fanny pack but it's got yeah. fold out tools and i had i had your everything Nice. So it was laid out for for Baja. I was like the walking tool man. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? Uh, you do? I visited everybody. Yeah, They're working on whatever, and it's like, what do you want? I got, I got this. I got that. And nice. Sometimes I had stuff. Sometimes I, they were already taken care of. good to be um,
0: prepared. And yeah. Nice to be able to help everyone out. You know, that's that's for sure. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a big deal, you know, and then you know, like we were mentioning, uh, you know, the more riders, you know, the easier it'll be to just uh, have friends and uh, if you have time and need, they'll be able to help you out. I mean, uh, there's been times where there was regulars who always seemed to be out of gas on the Sunday morning ride, but they always seemed to be able to get gas, <laughs> 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 you know. Oh, Somebody will days. save them. Exactly. And, so,
1: and, and they'll eventually learn. Yeah, it's much better to gas up first
0: and then show up and go for your ride. Exactly. You know, uh, that being said, you know, um, weather's changing. Make sure everything's going to be ready for that. Uh, New tires. uh training sprockets if you go out in the rain make sure your gear is all going to be set up for that because uh, obviously a uh, lot colder too yeah but I think this is going to be a wet year and also you know uh, as mentioned earlier everyone seems to be a little more connected with their GoPros and you know their Senas and stuff but um, just be aware of your surroundings it is good to have a camera in front of you man you know lately that's saved a few of our, our, our folks from uh, you know Without a doubt, you know, because there's always someone in front of you and there's a lot of things to be said about that. And, uh, you know, uh, it is good. GoPro is a way to go. And uh, if, if, if if you're riding around and you're worried about that sort of thing, it really is cool. But also it's cool for other things. Trust me. You know, I mean, uh, it, it it can be used in every way, shape, and form, you know, so it's, it's a it's a cool unit to have, and uh, yeah, they just came out with a new one, and uh, support those guys, because they're having a little bit of issues, but uh, they've made a product that's kind of revolutionized uh, everything, you know, as far as racing goes, who doesn't have one on their track bike? You look at the Isle of Man stuff, and uh, you know, it's a very cheap platform to have really, really great coverage, right? I mean yeah. you've had a couple. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was kinda late into it and everything, actually. Um, but we've got really good sidecar shots of sat and everything.
0: You know, there's Yeah, I mean it's a. Uh yeah, you couldn't have thought of this, you know, 10 years ago. I mean, you'd, I was there in the 80s when you put this huge old VHS camera on the back of your bike. Uh, remember VHS recorder, <laughs> yeah. 10 pound thing and didn't really last long enough. You, know, you basically rattled the poor thing to death going through mine's road. But uh, yeah, nowadays you can do a lot. I mean, which is really cool as far as, uh, you know, being able to record your actions, whether it be a race day or a commute or just a beautiful sunday ride or or anything really jump out of a plane (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they Uh, they send it everywhere nowadays exactly totally dynamite yeah all righty so um wade got anything else to say to our fans
1: well i hope everybody has a really good warm dry weekend
0: you know get out and ride your bike Exactly. So supposed to be nice out there and um, I think uh, next week here in the city um, boy I think we have a uh the uh blue angels coming in the jets and stuff i love those guys and uh maybe a little bit of a hardly strictly bluegrass so it's gonna be a fun time in the city very crowded and such but uh i'm definitely gonna uh try and get a look at them jets uh this next week so uh enjoy enjoy thank you for coming to uh mutiny radio and listening to us at racers alley and uh enjoying your rest Of the weekend to enjoy these tunes. Rock on!
3: saying that steve bannon has a small penis yes. is that's what's happening yes i always go to the dip. all rise all rise for his master of spin mr white house chief strategist in the trump administration 45's main liar misogynist racist homophobe right we're pretty racist against lots of things oh steve steve steve, steve Bannon, steve steve steve, steve, Bannon. Steve, steve, Bannon. steve steve Bannon. trannies whine about hilarious bruce jenner billboard he's still calling them trannies oh the misogyny the homophobe the transphobia i can't believe it and crazy I said birth control makes women attractive and crazy what it makes you fat it makes your voice unsexy it makes you a slut because it's Steve 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 Bannon Steve 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 Bannon big big misogynist September. I said, "Suck it up, Buttercups." Suck it up. Suck it up. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Bannon. Oh, Steve hate Gotta hate the fags. Gotta hate the Jews. Gotta hate the ladies and all of you. Suck it up, Buttercups. Dangerous faggot tour returns to colleges in September. Because he's Steve, 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 Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve National. Hey, Misogyny. Homosexuality. Racism. yourself Mm -hmm. i got a gun right here and off yourself now the solution to online harassment is simple women should just log off they're screwing up the internet for men by invading every single space we have online and ruining it with attention seeking needy demanding and touchy feeling for the feminism want Steve Bannon to get cancer. Yeah, uh, he looks like he Steve, Steve, does. Steve, Steve, Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Oh. Hey, that's oh. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. World Health Organization report. Tranny's 49 times higher HIV rate. There's that word again. Homophobia There's is rampant. Again. Did we mention that he's a White House executive? Oh, <laughs> He's maybe the second most powerful person in the United States. He's got the cold, Misogyny and racism. Racism and transphobia and homophobia. All that stuff. Yeah. Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Steve Bannon. Hating ass nigga. Whoa,
4: we did it again.
3: (laughs) We do it every week how do we do it how does it keep happening it's so amazing it's so amazing we're just it's it's incredible every week it's coming it's It's coming coming. it's gonna be this week's rap is about ben carson uncle tom uncle tom uh we've got some we've got some cushion money rap instrumental beat on the background it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna see what happens ben carson uncle tom today uh with hot dirty P and the sheriff we're here for you. Uh, oh, is it not? I put it in the wrong thing. There it goes. Now it's going. I put it in the wrong one. Just like. There we go. Oh. Progressive thinks he's an Uncle Tom. Mm, Uncle Tom. I'm, I'm not sure I agree that there isn't a fair amount of racism here. Not too much racism. What? I said there's not not too much racism. Ain't no racism, boss. There, there is, but not where you'd expect it to be. Nope. It's mostly with the progressive movement who will look at someone like me. Nasa. And because of the color of my pigment, they decide there's a certain way that I'm supposed to think. And if I don't think that way, I'm an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. Uncle? Tom. Uncle
4: you say that I knew you wouldn't understand for you it's all about the rating let's go pillage you say but we never spent any time working on building our clan oh come on we need to build a good amount of gold before we can really think about putting a down payment on that gl- clan hall that's always your excuse I'm done I'm logging off Rose disconnects from the server and pushes back from her keyboard. Jack turns around on his uh, swivel chair behind her. Uh, my line. Oh, uh, what the hell, Rose? What? I'm done investing time in that relationship. Oh, fine. World of Warcraft is old anyway. Wait, what are you doing? Rose puts on her VR headset. I'm logging on to VR Second Life. Uh, jack puts on his vr headset also vr jack i'm leaving you what why all you ever want to do is have vr sex so i need something more is this about that vr house you keep bugging me for what if it is i told you i can't afford the bitcoin goodbye jack
2: the world
1: What's going on, man? Hey, George! Welcome to the FTW show with your pals, George and Steve. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there, man. You know, far out. Oh, weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What a weekend! Ooh, weekend painted green for you and for me, but in different ways, right? I would think so. Yes. George was lucky enough to work uh, all weekend, uh, yeah. which means a nice little paycheck for him. And yeah, they I was threw lucky uh, enough to uh, two hours of overtime at me on a Thursday as well, so it's double time, God. double time weekend, baby.
2: Heck yeah, hell yeah. Thank you, Angel man. Um, yeah, he might right be on coming they. on the show tonight, right?